Hello, everyone, and this is the Welcome to the Jungle podcast, episode nine. We're just getting done with week four, and we are getting ready to go into, and I will say it is officially Ravens week, okay? Sunday, we're at the Big Crab Cake, M&T Bank Stadium. You know, uh, this is a personal game for me because I grew up in Maryland, uh, being a Bengals fan and knowing all those Raven Maniac fans. I definitely want to stick it to them and stick it to them very well. So let's go ahead and review um, week four and just what Joe Burrow did from a, a statistics uh, standpoint. So just taking a look, Joe Burrow went 25 of 36, 300 yards, 69.4% completion uh, rating, and then also an overall rating of 92.4%. And this is for a rookie quarterback, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let me give you the stat line for out of the first four games, a rookie quarterback uh, throwing 300 plus yards, Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow by himself. So you should really be impressed by Joe Burrow's moxie, his his pocket presence, how he manipulates the pocket kind of reminds me of watching uh Tom Brady and just being Brady-esque and, and, and just knowing he's not may not be. And Joe Burrow is more athletic than uh, Tom Brady, but he just knows how to move in the pocket and get away from pressure. It's very impressive. And I can say the first uh, two weeks offensive line play was very lethargic. Take that back. Let's say the first three weeks because that Browns game was terrible because it looked like Miles Garrett was living on uh, Joe's back. So I will say uh, the Bengals got a lot of things cleaned up. Um, week week four playing Jacksonville, um, inserting and bringing Alex Redman up from the practice squad and moving him into the starting lineup at right guard. That really solidified and kind of fortified the offensive line and and given some decent protection for Joe. And we saw in the Jacksonville game, if you just give Joe time and let him kind of survey the field and go through his progressions. These are the average. I mean, these are numbers that he can put up in his sleep. Uh, 300 yards. I, I'd say on average, maybe uh, two to three touchdown uh, passing game because it, it, it just with the weapons he has around him at wide receiver T Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd doing his thing in the slot. You have Joe Mixon that was coming out the backfield as a threat uh, receiving. Uh, I mean, it, it was just it was impressive. And the scary thing about this right now with this passing offense, ladies and gentlemen, is Joe Burrow has not really connected with A.J. Green. Now, A.J. Green has been off for, I'd say, about a year and you can still see the rust. You can still see, you know, if you're talking about gears in a car. You can see that AJ, he's still maybe at third gear. He's not getting to fourth or fifth gear just quite yet. It's going to take some time. But as we all know, we're playing in Baltimore this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, and it excites me. It's personal. This game means something to me. I like to shut the haters up, the Raven Maniacs, as I call them, a.k.a. the Roosters of, of the Crab Cake, of, of, as they say, the bank. You know, I know all their nicknames because I've, I've, you know, I've lived here. Call, call, call. And I'm back in Maryland right now uh, 
as I'm recording and talking to you guys. So I'm excited about this Welcome to Jungle podcast. You can see how enthusiastic I'm about it. And I find it, I take it personal. You know, I remember Lamar Jackson last year in the jungle in the Queen City. I saw Lamar Jackson score that touchdown off of that spin move and then go to the sideline, very disrespectful, and put some damn Oakley shades on. Okay, I remember that, putting the damn shades on. So I was thinking, you know, I brought my Geno Atkins jersey out and I said, every time we sack the running quarterback, we need to go ahead and put our shades on and reenact that to remind him. Okay, you don't do disrespectful stuff like that on our defense. And you don't come into our city, the Queen City, and do disrespect. We don't tolerate that in the jungle. So we need to go ahead and give him some payback in the big crap cake, as they call it. And El Saltimore is what I call it, Baltimore El Saltimore. So let's just go ahead, moving right along, and let's just recap some of uh, game four, week four. Uh, and that was Jacksonville. When you talk about Joe Mixon and he got the new contract and Joe Mixon really couldn't get on track. I mean, he was averaging maybe three yards a, a carry, which it just it just is not going to cut it. And with a rookie quarterback, even though Joe is more of a veteran, the best friend for a young quarterback is a great ground game, you know, to, to keep you on schedule. And Joe Mixon, the offensive line, like I said, Alex Redman being inserted at the right guard position, that was, it was tremendous. It helped as far as protection for Joe and starting to open up some run lanes for the other Joe, Joe Mixon. And now you, if you saw that meme, you're not your average Joe. Both of them played elite. And let's just go over Joe Mixon's stat line. 25 attempts, 151 yards on the ground. 6.0 average uh, yards per carry. That is that is that is the 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 telltale sign that the offensive line was starting to move people, starting to mash people, getting physical, getting nasty up front, and starting to get downhill and imposing their will. Because normally we saw from Joe Mixon maybe two yards, uh, three yards, which is very lethargic, lethargic, but 6.0 yards per, per carry. That is elite. That's what we need in two touchdowns. And he still had a catch. Uh, his longest was for 34 yards for a touchdown, and he was catching out the backfield. So he was all purpose. He was hurting you, hurting uh, Jacksonville on the ground and then also hurting them with catching the ball. And let's move right along to T. Higgins. You can see the relationship developing between Joe Burrow and T. Higgins uh, four receptions, uh, seven targets, 77 yards, no touchdowns this game. He had, uh, T Higgins had previously against the Eagles, two touchdowns. So you can see that relationship. You can see that chemistry develop. And then let's move on to Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd, exceptional, always in the right place. And he's one of those guys I call, he's a chain mover. He keeps the chain moving he keeps you on schedule, and when Joe needs that crucial guy on third down to get us a first down or even on fourth down, because we saw, uh, much to a, a lot of Bengals fans that I, I do uh, look at the other podcasts and I look at their posts and chat groups on Facebook, they talk about uh, Zach Taylor and what he's not, this, that, and so forth. I like Zach Taylor's play calling so so far, and I like his aggressiveness 
that he has went on fourth down and the Bengals have converted when they needed to for the most part at a high clip. And then just moving on to the tight end, you look at this, this game could have been really, it could have really been a blowout if Drew Sample doesn't get that touchdown stripped in the end zone. So I look at Drew Sample and with CJ Uzama being out for the year, his role is stepped up at the tight end position. And besides that, that strip, I look at Drew Sample and he's definitely improving. So that's, that's part one of episode nine of the Welcome to the Jungle podcast. And I'll be right back with part two to finish up with the defense and the keys to winning this game and the big crop cake, Baltimore El Saltimore. I'll be right back. Welcome to the jungle. Who they? Ladies and gentlemen, this is part two of the Welcome to the Jungle podcast, episode nine. And episode nine, part one, might get mixed in with episode eight, but don't worry. Tune in to episode eight to catch nine, part one, and part two will be all by itself here. But let me go ahead and finish this up for you. So let's just take a look at the defense. And you're looking at a, a safety uh, that the Bengals drafted here recently and a Jesse Bates the third. He has 32 tackles that leads the defense. And I'll say this, there's pluses and minuses to that. That tells me that at safety, he is a ball hawk. But that also tells me that our defensive line and our, our linebackers, they need to be, be improved because your front seven, somebody from there, either defensive tackle or at linebacker, that's who you want to be leading in tackles, not your safeties, even though they're flying around. And just some keys. You look at a Carlos Dunlap. Carlos Dunlap has been benched in, benched this game in favor of um, Carl Lawson. So that's, that's, that's huge just being that Carlos Dunlap was a, a key cog in the Marvin Lewis's, Mike Zimmer defenses, uh, Paul Gunther defenses. And I don't want Carlos Dunlap to, to pout even the way it was it was just put up on the roster board that he had been benched. Nobody came and talked to him from the coaching staff. Uh, Carlos Dunlap in the local media in Cincinnati, he was uh, quite upset about that, how the way it was done and how he was told. But you got to keep your head because we're going to need all hands on deck in Baltimore. And you're a veteran. And we know that Gino and, and, and as we call him, Big Los, they always do well in Baltimore for the most part. And we're going to need that veteran leadership. And then speaking of Geno Atkins, so he's had a shoulder injury that's kept him out the first four weeks. Well, what a great surprise to have him to go back into Baltimore where what, what is their offense predicated on? It's predicated on running the ball, okay? Running the ball, time of possession, and playing keep away. And what you want to do with Baltimore is we want to stop the run, and this is a great time for Geno. And then also, if he's going to pass, we need to generate a better pass rush. And who else to have on the interior to G but Geno to help start generating a pass rush from the inside out? Because that's where it's important. Defensive ends can create pressure off the outside, but it's so important to have interior pass rush. So right where the quarterback is looking and his, his view of where he wants to throw you have that pass rush coming to him to, to create that chaos to get him off schedule, Lamar Jackson. And I will also say, 
Just think about if, and I'll reiterate that, A.J. Green is a Raven killer, okay? And these are the keys to our win. A.J. Green, we are going to need him to be elite. This game, he's he's been kind of lethargic, kind of getting his feet up under him, but this is a town that he's known as a Raven killer. And we need A.J. Green big time to basically pair with T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. And some other keys to, to for this uh, Bengals win in Baltimore and to really get a stranglehold on this division, you got to stop the run, okay? Stop the run and make Lamar Jackson play from the pocket. So that means defensively, your defensive ends, they can't rush upfield too quickly. You've got to stay there and almost... You almost got to keep one hand on the offensive tackle and keep your, your left hand free. So let your inside hand, keep it on the offensive tackle. Your outside hand, keep it free. And you want to watch and you almost want to spy and keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket. You don't want, this is where it hurts the defense. When he gets outside of your tackles, okay, outside the tackle box and starts sprinting up the sideline, that is devastating for a defense. So we got to gap control, and you've got to keep him inside the pocket and make him throw outside the numbers, okay? Lamar Jackson, his receptions, they are the highest going to tight ends. Mark Andrews, he is very inaccurate when he cannot throw over the middle of the field, and you make him push the ball and read coverage and throw to his wide receivers, Hollywood Brown. And when I say he gets inaccurate, I'm saying not over the middle, deep. Because he can be accurate because all he has to do is flick the ball. But I'm talking about outside the numbers, going uh, 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 towards the sideline where you got to push those out routes. And that's where you can see he still is inaccurate and has accuracy issues. And, the, and knowing our DBs and William Jackson III, Jesse Bates, Von Bell, they are ball hawks. We can create turnovers there. And turnovers are the best equalizer in a close game in a tough divisional game in the AFC North, which it will be. And at 1 o'clock, I also want you to know, there's something about these guys here in Baltimore, but at 1 o'clock, there will be rain, so that may affect things a little bit. And Joe Burrow has a little bit smaller of a hand, but he's played in Ohio, he's played in snow. You know, he's been down there in Louisiana, and that, and it rains down there quite a bit. So he should be just fine in that adjustment uh, dealing with the rain game down there in the, the big crab cake, M&T Bank Stadium. So our keys for another Bengals win is this. For the Bengals is start fast, get ahead, make the Ravens play catch up because that takes them away out of their whole total offense. The Ravens are built to run the ball and, and play ahead. But if they have to try and come back, where they cannot run the ball, then that offense is totally ineffective. And then you can see Lamar get frustrated. And that's what you want to do. We want to frustrate the Ravens offensively, take them off schedule and make them play from behind. Because what is the Ravens run? There's It's a play action run based offense where Lamar, you get, you get downhill with the running game. Then you start throwing to the tight ends. That's what they do. So it's almost like a, a, a old high school College offense, if you ever watched Nebraska, uh, those teams back in the day uh, where you're running the veer, 
you're running the option, you're running the wing tee, and then with some new style principles of college football where you're sitting in a uh, pistol and then you're running those RPOs, run pass options. So that's what we have to, we have to keep them out of those situations where you don't know where that, what they're running with the misdirection and that, that veer. And what you want to do is keep them in passing situations where you know Lamar, you want to keep them in a third and long, a second and long, where you know they have to pass and they cannot rely on the run. Okay, so those are the keys to a Bengals victory. Who day? And let's go ahead and get this win in M&T Bank Stadium, the Crab KKL Saltimore. Talk to you later. Bangled them.